Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi everyone, just a note to say that this podcast episode will contain spoilers. Jingle bells, jingle bells, single all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a single man sleigh. Slay queen. <laughs> that was a good end. And we're live. Do I make you nervous, Corky? I'm a homosexual. Lesbian. I'm a homosexual. I have loved you the way they said. You fancy gears? I'm having a proper full-on gay crisis. Hello and welcome to Gay Actually. Thanks for being here. It's gonna be a fun old gay time. Pitch Perfect is a lesbian musical film. <laughs> of course, of course. I want to carry off badass lesbian chic like Kate Blanchett can. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Hello, everyone. That was completely unplanned. <laughs> I just want to say you're the improv queen. Um, no, because your ending was literally on fleek. My editing. No, your ending. Oh, my ending. Oh, your like, editing like, is always amazing. I was like, thank you so much. Not relevant, but <laughs> thank you. <laughs> that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the UK Film Review podcast. Here are your faves from Gay Actually, coming to you with the last episode that we are doing for 2023. And wow, what a journey it's been. What a year. If you're new, if you're finding us over Christmas, hello and welcome. We are your podcast for all of the LGBTQ plus film content. We also have our own Spotify channel where we discuss more films, but also TV, culture, media, everything gay. We cover it, to be honest. Sounds great to me. <laughs> Good, because you've been doing it for well over a year with me now. Oh, look at that. <laughs> My name is Amber, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely friend, Joyce. Hi. Right, 2023 Mm. has been a wild year. Not only have we covered a lot on the UK Film Review podcast, but we launched our own channel on Spotify in March, and we have 11 episodes now. We try and do once a month. How has it been for you? Do you have any highlights? I loved it. I think this year was really fun, especially our summer, because we recorded a lot in summer. We recorded so much. Yeah, we were we, every week, like we were doing something. Yeah, which which I would really, really love to do again, like kind of, not stockpile content, but kind of do more, a summer of collabs, if you will, or a pride month of collabs. Oh. That's so, so cute. if you're a podcast or a fun queer person who wants to talk... 
Yeah, and if you're up. a boring queer person, that's fine too. No, there's no such thing. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I retract my statement. We want to hear from you. We love connecting with people, especially queer stories. That's why we love film so much. We're both postgrads in it. We enjoy it. And we just like to talk to each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so rounding up 2023 for UK Film Review, Joyce. Uh, I know we were talking about this before we started recording, but do you do you have any particular episodes that we've done for UK Film Review this year that stood out to you? Talk to me. I really loved the Bound episode. That's on my list as well. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> we just had so much fun recording exactly. it. We were sat like we are now, just across from each other, absolutely wetting ourselves with laughter. Yeah. About... It's just such a great film. Yeah. Like, it was fun watching, it was fun talking about it. It's hot. <laughs> it has everything. What more could you want? Exactly. Also from like, not to be the boring one that doesn't say it's hot, but like from like a queer film history perspective, really interesting that Joyce is laughing at me. <laughs> but like... It's like, where is she going with this? It's just like, it's just like really interesting in like queer film canon and how... It was kind of a late bloomer for a lot of audiences, especially us. Like, we hadn't... Well, I hadn't seen it before. We kind of... It's not really been talked about a huge amount. So, yeah, it was fun to kind of unpack that. Mm -hmm. A little bit of noir for the summer. (laughs) Summer! (laughs) We've tried to, like, write down two or three highlights from the year. Do you have any others? Well, one of my favourite films that we watched this year was Tomboy. Yeah, I'd already seen it before, but I just really like Silenciamo. <laughs> Is that your favorite director by any chance? Might be. <laughs> I just love. Okay, this is completely tangent. It's not even queer. I, I don't know what it is with French female directors, but they just really, they just really do it for me. Like Agnes Varda is one of my favorite yes. directors as well. Is it like? Is it kind of like? I feel like the films that you like that are French are quite introspective. Like they're quite quiet. Mm, they're like, like a good they're quiet thinkers. Film. Yeah, you you love a quiet film. <laughs> <laughs> like when people are just looking rather than speaking. Love it. That gets you going. Mm, does. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite episode? So I wrote down three. Bound was one of mine. Mm-hmm. I also wrote down that episode we did on the films of Francis Lee earlier in the year. That was good. Where we talked about God's Own Country in conjunction with Ammonite. And we actually got a lot of really positive feedback about that one. Just because I think people really connected to the parallel between representing queer men and representing queer women. And how different the films were and how differently they handled queerness. Yeah. Um, it kind of, yeah. It was nice to have that engagement and kind of also validation that people felt the same way that we did that God's Own Country is objectively the better film. It's really for that good. reason. Like it, yeah. the commentary on masculinity is so good. Whereas whilst Ammonite is objectively a good film, it doesn't really go deep enough. Like and we said this at the time that it doesn't go deep enough for us. Even though Kate Winslet and Saoirse Ronan are incredible. But no shade to Francis Lee, obviously. Um, and then the final one was from February when we talked about the watermelon woman and Pariah because that was so... Obviously, we knew both of the films already, but that was so interesting to like go into more detail and research. Um, I feel like we had a really good chat about that one. Also because whilst we were making the episode, it was kind of important to acknowledge... If, you, if you've heard the episode or go back and listen to it, you'll see what we mean, but how in the film world when people are talking about the black queer female experience they will often lump those two films together and there's so many more films that you could talk about Mm. rather than those two so that was kind of important to address as well yeah those are my three do you have any others um no you pretty much covered it i think those were definitely our highlights on our gay actually channel obviously we had a few collabs this year which we haven't done before which i don't know about you joyce but i found that really exciting actually so fun yeah connecting with people so we did a collab with the phantom zone podcast obviously they're on this platform as well we love you guys so much 
all the nerdy comic content please and then we collaborated with queer girl film club you can listen to all of those on our gay actually channel we actually traveled up to manchester for that one which that was very exciting our first podcast on the go podcast on the road baby (laughs) and then obviously james bryce the lovely james bryce we talked about brokeback mountain that was a really fun episode as well so so fun also just like so nice um to get a guy's perspective on gay men in in film because obviously we have our own opinions but we are both cis women we don't necessarily have that perspective yeah yeah what a year it's been that's amazing um speaking of i'm gonna try and segue into this because i was thinking about my favorite 2022 episodes you know obviously we started doing our uk film review series in 2022 and one of my favorite episodes was our christmas episode when we reviewed lesbom that go back and listen to it if you're feeling festive it is just a terrible terrible film i still maintain that it's a terrible film but in the spirit of that for 2023 on this platform we wanted to review another bizarre christmas film uh that is gay because there aren't that many right uh we kind of wanted to talk about it so joyce which film did we pick (laughs) single all the way (laughs) yes single all the way way. which is on netflix so if you want to watch it you can because it's there if you have a netflix subscription if you have a netflix subscription (laughs) um it came out last year 6.2 out of 10 on imdb that's really generous (laughs) okay we're gonna get into this written by chad hodge and directed by michael mayer pop off (laughs) should we get into it should we give a little summary yeah you you can do that can i because you're really good at summaries and i'm not oh bless yeah you are good at them but look at this flattery (laughs) so okay I'll set the scene. <laughs> that was super on um, brand. <laughs> Single All The Way focuses on Peter, a event planner in LA, a plant gay, if you will. I mean, man after my own heart. Oh my God. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Joyce just looked around at all of her plants, including flowers that have been delivered to her place, which is very cute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um so peter plant gay event guy and he basically is very unlucky in love he's just started dating this cardiologist and then the cardiologist cardiologist (laughs) the cardiologist the cardiologist has a wife (laughs) and children yes the cardiologist turns out is not the right person for Peter, least of all because he's married to a woman and has children. So Peter is like, oh, unlucky again. When will I get a boyfriend? And so he goes home to New Hampshire, but he's like, oh God, my family are going to give me such a hard time because his family are very aggressive with their love. They're like, we just want you to be happy. We want to find you someone. So we already have a film where the protagonist is openly gay when the film starts, which for me... I'm like, thank God. That's so true, yeah. Because all of no the other outing. films we've watched, there's outing, there's negativity, there's I'm in the closet, my religious family aren't going to accept me. Nope. Peter is gay, openly gay, right off the bat. His family love him and accept him and they just want him to be happy. So happy that they're like, we will get your boyfriend. <laughs> um, so he goes home to New Hampshire, but he's like, oh, I don't want to go home single. I know, I'll ask my roommate, Nick, who is a... Really sweet guy, a task rabbit in LA, and his roommate, and they both go to New Hampshire for Christmas uh, with Peter's family, and chaos ensues from there. That's basically the situation. But at the start of the film, you get this whole fake LA stressful gay influencer scene, is how I would describe it. Uh, it actually starts out so funny. Yeah. There's like a photo shoot that Peter is at. Is Peter directing the shoot? Yeah, he's like a planner. Yeah. So he pla- he like plans and coordinates all of the topics and shoots yeah. and all of that. It's like a shoot with like four gay men dressed up. Basically as naked. Naked Santas. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like 
it's like what I imagine to be or what I've heard to be the epitome of like the gay modeling experience. Like right. everyone is very preoccupied with how they look. Everyone's kind of like, oh my God, hi, nice to see you. But they're like really fake. And they're all um, doing drugs and drinking. Yeah. And you can tell Peter's becoming really disillusioned with it. Because at first he kind of comes across as this like flamboyant party going gay guy but you actually realize that he's not that you know Mm -hmm. he likes his plants his plants have all got names he takes good care of them and him and nick's friendship as roommates is like really cute and like wholesome and not fake and that's kind of like his slice of real existence and then we go to new hampshire where his family are and it's immediately so warm and snowy and it feels real Oh, more real than LA. More real than the Christmas tree that his mom got this year. Around. <laughs> nice. Um, there's also a line at the beginning where he's like, like devastated that he's single again, and he was like, "I'll be a gunkle and a plant gay forever, <laughs> or like a plant lady forever." And I'm yeah. like, vibes. Let <laughs> me <that>. like. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So. How do you? How did you feel about the characters starting out? Because so Peter is in his what early thirties, I would yeah, say, yeah, yeah, and just chronically single. I think his longest relationship is the one he just it's like came three out months. of three months, yeah. right? Um, but it, it kind of is a testament to like the superficial lifestyle that you live in LA and no one like yeah really cares. I mean, he he said about LA when he gets to New Hampshire, he says something like, "LA is like a all you can eat buffet, mm. but nothing's actually like." good or like yeah actually works out yeah um so yeah obviously no luck there and yeah what did you think about their dynamic at the start between the roommates nick and peter so i thought they i thought they were really good like i I thought their chemistry was good right off the bat as friends i think you because obviously not a lot is everything is revealed about peter like straight off but not everything is revealed about Nick. Like, Nick's backstory and Nick as a person is kind of, like, dribbled throughout the film. Mm-hmm. And, like, I quite like the contrast between them. Like, they kind of... Nick is quite quiet and, qu- like, unsure of himself. You know, he's published his first book. It's a children's book about his beautiful dog, Emmett. But he's nervous to write the second. He's worried it's not going to be as good as the first. So he's just kind of sitting and waiting and I thought that kind of, yeah, that kind of dynamic I liked. What did you think? Um, yeah, I think I, n- I did not catch on to anything romantic between the two of them. No, no. Whatsoever. I think, oh, that's so great. Two gay guys living together as roommates. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Like, and they just seem like good friends. And I kind of have to talk about them separately. I think Nick's endearing. Mm-hmm. I really can't stand Peter. There you go. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> Bomb dropped. No, he's annoying. He, I just but he's supposed to be annoying because he needs. They both need to learn he's to be confident a... in themselves <sighs> in different ways. But it's, he's infuriating. He's you're such like a wet wipe. <laughs> you're literally like Peter. Can you like stop moving for two seconds and actually realize what's in front of you? Yeah, like, like it's infuriating. It, but I then just... he goes to learn that more. I guess. I just I don't know um yeah so so for me at the well yeah at the start I was I was still very open to whatever was going to happen next but I I never at any point thought oh this film is about two roommates falling in love because it just didn't have that type of chemistry for me yeah it really doesn't start off like that but then it it kind of I I guess you're right because about halfway through you're kind of like oh Nick likes him yeah, but like, that's not obvious. The narrative was like shoved down my throat instead of actually kind of yeah. unfold, unfolding before me. Yeah, because you can't really tell. But then is that because Nick's so good at hiding it and he has to have other people tell him? Or is that because it's badly represented? Who's yeah. to say? Oh, well, okay. <laughs> Probably the latter. We... <laughs> I think the chemistry is really good between, between the as, two as of friends. Them. Yeah. Well... Like, their initial scenes together I love because it reminds me of with my gay friends. Mm. Reminds me of, like, us. Which Mm. is why it's weird that they end up together. (laughs) 
because exactly because <laughs> it reminds me of us having a conversation right and that's like, what it just banter like. like if we live together that's how we'd speak to each other which makes it weird that they then kind of throw the romantic halfway through you're kind of like yeah you're, you're right joyce it is jarring and confusing <laughs> <laughs> thank you the, the, the thing is I still like it it's still cute and that's totally fine but also I'm like they just kind of were like someone's got they've got to end up with someone each other <laughs> yeah it's like it was just so f- we'll get there I'm literally jumping the gun so yeah. hard but one thing I will say before we move on and at, at the start of the film is that the mom makes such a big deal about the possibility of two gay people just being friends yeah she makes such a big deal about yeah. it I multiple times throughout Jimmy. the film yeah She's so good. So Christmas Carol, which is her name, really <laughs> makes a point. She's reading this book on LGBTTTT youth or whatever. My kids, she, are, my kids I gay. like that she could. I like that she can't remember LGBTQ plus. Yeah. So she just says LGBTTT. <laughs> just to jump in. Sorry, not to interrupt, but like the the whole thing I love about Carol, Christmas Carol, Christmas Carol. I'm so sorry. Is that like they represent her and the rest of Peter's family in such a wonderful way. It's so refreshing because all of the other queer Christmas films, like they're ignorant in a negative way Mm. or like there's, there's things that are said and it's like, I'm not okay with it. But obviously we're past that point. Single all the way is set after those moments. So Christmas Carol is very much like trying to educate herself and be a good ally and be a good mum and I'd love that. Like, she doesn't get everything right all the time, so what? Like, yeah. my parents definitely don't. Like, but she's not, it's not malicious. She's no. trying really hard. I mean, she's reading a book for God's yeah, sake. Yeah, and I love that. For Pete's sake, literally. Yeah, and I don't feel like at any point she is overcompensating with that. I think there are parts where we'll get into who she sets Peter up with, but she's overcompensating with those things and like the dating thing because she just wants to see her son happy Mm -hmm. rather than overcompensating being like queen you're so great slay queen slay bells queen like slay bells (laughs) because because i think i think people in life and i've had this experience this year that i think we've told you about i think people are so keen to show, especially people our generation, they're so keen to show you as a gay person that they are so okay with your queerness that they overcompensate too much. I don't know if you've had this experience, but I've had this experience where it's like, you don't need to prove to me that you're accepting. Yeah. You don't need to make a point, you know? So it's kind of like, I appreciate that the film doesn't do that. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. But anyway well uh, yeah so peter peter goes home to new hampshire as you said with nick um as first i mean they're kind of going as fake boyfriends and then that completely falls through right away i don't know they just like forget or something well no nick literally refuses to do it yeah like it's so sweet that you know they're so welcoming to nick but then nick's just like (laughs) yeah i'm not doing that exactly um so kind of right off just straight away Christmas Carol. <laughs> I love Christmas Carol so much. I know. So her name, well, they all love Christmas over there, okay? This is like New Hampshire, sleighs, It's actually snow, snows at Christmas. Reindeer, you know, the whole the whole American dream thing. Christmas love. lights, yeah. Um, anyway, Carol um, goes Carol. by Christmas Carol in the month of December. So there you go. When we say Christmas Carol, we're talking about Carol the mom. <laughs> Not a Christmas Carol. Exactly. Carol? Carol? Carol. So Christmas Carol welcomes them and kind of straight away she's like, Peter, I have a blind date for you. <laughs> and Peter, the awkward little thing that he is, sorry, sorry, Peter, no offense. If you're like Peter, no offense. Uh, we've all been there. <sighs> anyway. Yeah, but he's in his 30s. Come on. <laughs> Grow up. Uh, anyway, uh, Peter's like, no, what? I would never do that. I'm not interested. Um, he, he, uh. But also, she, Christmas Carol has an ulterior motive, is that she wants Peter to move home. Yes. And so she picks out the best guy she could possibly find, which is this really strong, gorgeous-looking bodybuilder gay man. The only gay man in the town. Obviously. <laughs> well, the only openly gay man in the town, let's be Who, clear. for some reason, is interested in Peter. <laughs> He's hot. He's hot? Yeah. No offense, Peter. <laughs> I'm being so mean. Okay, I'm going to dial it down. 
<laughs> no, no. We didn't mm. do that for Lesbom. That's true. But Lesbom was what But it was feels bad. less offensive because they're lesbians. So I feel like I can offend them. Yeah, you're right. You're but right. I don't have <laughs> like the... Like I can offend them. <laughs> I don't have the homosexual man card. So I need to yeah. be careful with okay. my words. Okay. I'm just kidding. I'm going anyway, to this... trash this film. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. What's his name? James? His name is James. The gym instructor. Do you think James is a red flag name? No. Me either. I'm glad we're on the same page. Why did you ask? Some people think James is a red flag name. Really? Yeah, I've heard that. I think James is an amazing name. I like the name James. Me too. I'm trying to think of another name that's a red flag name. Boris. Boris. (laughs) Bart. (laughs) Anywho. Bart. (laughs) Bart. (laughs) Oh, God. I've had a really long day. <laughs> oh god, we've got this. This is what happens when we do these after work. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, blind date. Do you want to talk? Do you want to talk about Christmas Carol and her plans? Well, I feel like we've already talked about. It. <laughs> do you want to talk about the thing that comes after Christmas Carol and her plans? Um. <laughs> Oops. I do want to say that Nick already knows all of Peter's family, and I quite like that. Yeah, he like really like bringing a friend home for Christmas. Like he just slots right in. Mm-hmm. It's really cute. But anyway, James, um, James like looks like he wouldn't be nice, but he's actually really sweet. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he's like a big teddy bear. James is actually like the big friendly giant. He the big friendly giant. <laughs> he's so nice. I've just written so nice, and James kind of gives Peter a vehicle to, when they go on a couple of dates. They kind of are able to talk about how hard it is to be gay in a small town. Which, again, I like because it feels real. Mm-hmm. Because growing up gay in a small town <laughs> is real. <laughs> how, did you, how did you feel about their dates? So, well, I felt nothing. Oh. Well, because they're really sweet and like they get on really well as friends. But there's, but so there's many, no spark. There's no spark and there's so many awkward moments that yeah. just made me cringe like crazy. They like spit like the coffee out all over oh, the... Oh yeah, I was like, oh. They overdo it. It's, they overdo it. It just yeah. feels like so... It feels like rom-com stuff. Yeah. Like, ah uh, yeah, it's fine. And then they go, what I thought was cute was they go to a Christmas tree farm and they pick out a tree. Yeah for um, the family home because Christmas Carol bought a fake tree this year and everyone hates it. Which, by the way, I support fake trees. Well, moving on. <laughs> I like Christmas I like Christmas Carol's argument that who's going to clean up the needles that drop? It's going to be me. Yeah, plus it's sad when they burn all the trees after Christmas. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> We've still got... When when I moved to London over just over two years ago, we... I had been in the flat less than six weeks and we bought our Christmas tree from Sainsbury's for £10 and we've still got it. We've oh, kept it alive. So we've... The just... actual tree for £10? It was like, it's like a little one. Oh. It's like a little oh. one. But we've kept it alive. It's really cute. So it's our third Christmas with the tree. <gasps> oh, I'm going to start getting a real tree now. <laughs> I want to keep it alive. It's very cute. That's Lots of spiders sweet. live in it though. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they've left now. Oh, <laughs> they're only little how did you get them out I'm not I'm not the spider get rid of her let's Me just say either. that I have chills all over my body right now <laughs> um, um, anyway so yeah they, they pick out a tree together and I thought that was a cute like date that was cute Um. then when they try to get it on the car they're awkward and weird again but anyway yeah it, like, it kind of flip flops between being like this is actually really nice that Peter actually has someone he can talk to about Growing up gay, in, gay, growing up gay in a small town. <laughs> um, I like that Peter can have that connection to kind of, because I feel like James is part of the reason why Peter's like, oh, I really do miss home. Mm. Because that's the whole thing is that later down the line he's kind of like, would I just be getting with James? because I wanted a reason to be home. Yeah. Whereas then he, you know, later he learns that he doesn't need a reason to go home. And, you know, we'll talk about that later. But I like that... I like that James kind of represents that. Yeah. And James is really chill. Like, he's not emotional about anything. There's no drama. 
That's mm. the thing with this film is that there's like no drama, which I like. It's so refreshing to see a family at Christmas with a gay person and someone not be like, <laughs> it's a sin. You I know? totally hear what you're saying. But I think this is why the film is so boring. <laughs> yes, but I don't want I don't, trauma not, at Christmas. I don't want trauma and I don't want the homophobia and the family issues. But there should have been some type of drama because the stakes were so low. Like there were yeah. no goddamn stakes. It didn't even take, sorry, spoilers. It didn't even take Nick a single like moment of thought to decide to move to New Hampshire from oh, LA. Yeah, that's so true. You're right. There was just no conflict in this film. So what you're saying is moving forward... So we've had the Christmas trauma. Definitely no trauma. And then we've had the no stakes. Now what you're saying is for the next queer Christmas film, we need something in the middle where there's a little bit of drama, but no one's traumatised at the end. No, okay. No one's... No one that I know has had... Has... Sorry. Let me actually think about how I'm going to phrase this. No one I know (laughs) ever has such a nice, problemless Christmas... Like, where everything's perfect. Yeah, you're right. The house looks perfect. The family... Everyone's happy in the family. Not a single issue in the family. Yeah. Happy little cutie. Even the teenage girls that act like they're annoyed are actually really happy and cute. Like, everything's fine. Everyone's happy. And everyone ends up together. It's a bit too vanilla, isn't it? It's... This is what I mean. We need, like, a little bit of... Like, it's too fantasy. Like, I need some realistic stuff in there. None of this was realistic for me. Yeah, I see what you mean. Um... It is a little bit too like queer utopia. We need a middle ground with I, the queer Christmas film. Like we're ne- we've nearly got it right. Yeah, I do I mean, think yeah. this is the best queer Christmas film I've seen. I get what you're saying because everyone's out and it's nice that everything's normal. Like yeah. the queer people are just normal, and I love that. I yeah. think, but that that doesn't make a good film. Like yeah. all the elements that make a film fun and interesting to watch is if there's actual conflict happening that makes us learn things or makes us realize things or when the stakes are high. Yeah. But there's no high stakes here. Like there's one point where Peter puts the the airport in his GPS because he's trying to get after Nick. But Nick isn't even at the airport. There's no, nothing there. It's just, it's not. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Remotely stressful, which is, I like, but also you're right. There's just like nothing. I just want to feel something. I didn't feel anything. (laughs) Right. Let me put to you, if it was single all the way, but it was two women, would you feel the same? Ooh. If it was exactly what you're doing. If it was exactly the same film, but Um, with two women thoughts i'm gonna go out there and say that i would still be bored okay yeah correct answer (laughs) (laughs) it wouldn't be more pleasant for me to watch but i would still be bored and they only kiss once so anyway (laughs) i would still be bored (laughs) the reason i ask is that obviously it's only natural that we would connect more to stories with women at the center yeah so i was just curious to see what you thought but 
the same. I mean, some of my but favorite films aren't even queer. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It has, yeah. I mean, yeah. Good film's a good film. Yeah. And to make a good Christmas film, that's a challenge. And I get that. It is. There's so many. And I get that sometimes you just want to enjoy a nice Hallmark, no stakes. I don't want to watch Hallmark. Well, this kind of felt like a Hallmark film. <laughs> Did not? No? Yeah, a little bit. Oh. <laughs> the acting wasn't exceptional. Actually, no, but was... Kath- no shade to Kathina Jimmy or Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, and of course not. I'm talking about the Peter and Nick. Yeah. Okay. I didn't think Nick was terrible. Nick was better than Peter. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, this is what. It's definitely. So, I'm really sorry. Like we haven't even gone through the synopsis, and I'm already like starting with my. But I just. <laughs> no, really, but we're reviewing it. That's what we're doing. Yeah, I for me the acting was the one thing that can break the immersion most of anything in films that I feel is bad acting, yeah. and it really icks me so bad. It is grating for sure. I think for me. I'm now quite good at turning off the film critic in my brain. Like, I have perfected the art of taking a film just for what it is. Like, when it comes down to it, this is a crappy Christmas film. And I can watch that and know that it's that and be okay with it. That's nice. And I don't love it, I don't hate it. But, like, for what it is, I think it's good. But it's not an exceptional film. I totally hear what you're saying. And <laughs> my stance on this. <laughs> I like it when we disagree so much. I don't I really actually don't disagree with what you're saying. No. I I, I agree with the fact that you can watch a film and just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. But sometimes I, think, I can't. Lesbom can die. Well, on a Christmas hill. Well, I I think for me where it goes wrong with this one is that it's boring. If there's a lot of drama, I can watch a film. I love it. It's like a soap soaps i like i i'm not watching any soap right now but i did yeah. it for years of my life watch a soap every single day which one it, it's the belgian one. Oh, shout it out yes <laughs> did, did that tell you anything it just means home <laughs> anyway i like i love it can be for me but then i need drama because there's so many queer sh- queer films that I love because there's this just it's just outrageously dramatic loving Annabelle loving Annabelle like I love it and it's so <laughs> do you know what and I mean we know critically it's an absolutely terrible film exactly the drama the intrigue like so my point is not even that it's a bad film I just there's nothing in it for me I yeah. felt nothing for Peter like absolutely nothing and I sure. think it's I wasn't I'm not particularly a fan of the acting and no. not, just of his character I didn't like his character I thought there was nothing interesting about him mm-hmm. so this is where it falls flat for me and the Christmas spirit and all that yeah 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 I also love a Christmas film I get it but it just felt too fake like it just didn't feel real it was almost too good to be true yeah to be honest that's it like no- nothing actually happened nothing happened they went home and then they stayed there. He went on a few days with Hotman, decided, no, I want my roommate of 10 years instead, which, with who I have absolutely zero chemistry and never thought about before. But apparently I've been in love with him for 10 years. I just didn't know it until my nieces pointed it out. And then, right, at the end, that, in my head, to be honest, I was like, this is a logistical nightmare. How are they going to get the dog and all of their stuff and the plants from LA to New Hampshire? How's that <gasps> going to work? I didn't think of that. I was going insane. I was like, are they going to have to go back to LA and then travel back with the dog? The dog needs to get a little doggy passport like how's that gonna work like for me it was like so many logistics yeah and because the end as well i wanted a little follow-up for their like spoiler alert little gay plant shop but i didn't get one and i was really sad about it i was like i need to know that everything got there okay and that they're fine yeah so just just because we literally jumped the gun so hard that we skipped over the entire (laughs) story (laughs) no i i started it i take responsibility let's just just really quickly we can go into detail later (laughs) Peter goes on a few dates with James. It's yeah. just Blair. It's all good. Nick starts to realize that he's in love with Peter because the two nieces are like, are you in love with Peter? Are you in love with Peter? And then they decide <laughs> that they want them to pair up. They're starting this whole matchmaking thing. And then finally they both realize, oh, we've been in love with each other for years. And then James, James waltzes in and he makes Nick jealous. And then there's nothing for a second. And then suddenly Nick bought a plant shop for Peter. And he's going to move to New Hampshire. And they're going to be together as boyfriends. That was the best summary of a film that you've given ever. 
that was like like I really wish that everyone could have just seen that <laughs> oh my god <laughs> the passion more passion more, more energy passion. more energy more passion <laughs> so okay now that we've given an overview of events let's talk about Peter's family yeah so obviously his parents love we've talked about Christmas Carol we haven't talked about his dad yet his dad is just like him a wet wipe <laughs> Actually, quite like the dad. I like the dad. Yeah. Because from the get go, he knows that Nick likes Peter. From the get go, he's, he's just like, like come, come on. Yeah. He like, like sits back and observes. He knows things. Yeah. He doesn't do what every parent of a queer child does in all of the other queer Christmas films. Mm. He doesn't interfere. Great. And I'm like, yes, finally, a parent treating their children like ad- the adults that they are. That is nice. Yeah. It's refreshing. Yeah. And then obviously Peter has two sisters. Two sisters? Who's the second one? The other woman. Which one? The one with the nephews. There's one with two nieces and one with two nephews. Wow. I literally watched this film yesterday <laughs> and I already forgot about a whole sister. Yeah, the one that doesn't talk with the little boy. Because then they're in the kitchen and this, the, the nieces mm. are like half naked. And she's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I forgot about her. Sorry. So, yeah, one of the sisters owns a pub with her husband and has two daughters who are teenagers who also are like, we ship Nick with Peter. Like, we know, Nick, that you're in love with Peter. We're going to make it happen. We're going to craft this. We're going to engineer it. Yeah. And I'm like, that was actually quite cute. I like that part cute. of the film. That was really cute. Um, I liked it as well. Also, um, one of the girls was the one that played small, or like little Shelly. Shelly? Shelly? <laughs> What's her name? Hello. In The Haunting of Hill House. Oh, I haven't seen The Haunting of Hill House. If in anyone's a long seen. Time. You, know, you know how they all have like their small counterparts, the siblings? Yeah. The one yeah. that plays the big sister with the funeral home. Oh, okay. What's her name? I can't remember. <laughs> I literally can't Wait, remember. That was her, but she was a little kid in the Haunting of Hill House, and now she was like a teenager. No. She grew up so much. But obviously their mum is Jocelyn from Schitt's Creek. Oh. I, yes. Because I, I spent like 10 minutes being like, who are you? And then exactly. I was like, it's Jocelyn. It's like, you're so familiar. I know, but I couldn't place her. Because Shirley. Sorry. Shirley. Yeah, sorry. Shirley. I couldn't place her. Because her character in this film was so weird. Like, she was literally so crazy. Yeah, she was bad insane. Absolutely mental. Yeah. And then the other sister's slightly more normal, but, like, doesn't really say anything. And then the kids are cute. The kids are cute. The kids are cute. Yeah. But the most iconic character of all is Peter's aunt. Yeah. Christmas Carol's sister. Any Anything that Jennifer Coolidge is in is saved. By Jennifer Coolidge. I love Jennifer Coolidge. Oh my god, I love her so much. And she She's always so plays the this. same character. And I yeah. love it. Do you know what my favourite quote... This is one of my favourite Jennifer Coolidge quotes of all time is in this film. Which is, like, depressing that it's in this film. But she's like, The gays just know how to do stuff. Your impression is so good. <laughs> and for some reason, they're always obsessed with me. <laughs> I love it. Because I'm like, yes, queen, acknowledge that you are mother. Acknowledge. Listen, listen, and in the white, have you seen the White Lotus? No, I have. I actually haven't. In season two of the White Lotus, she says the gays are trying to kill me. <laughs> but I love that she now so just in, re- in her recent roles, she has to just like throw a little bone to the gays because she loves them so much. Honestly, like ally of the century she's amazing she's so fun. But I just love the way she's like the gays just know how to do things. <laughs> Your impression is so good. Should be a Jennifer Coolidge impersonator. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I feel like we're on crack. <laughs> Should probably cut that out. Um, <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge. Like, she's hilarious in this film. She has, like, this weird little subplot where she's putting on, like, the Christmas pageant. Like, the nativity. Yeah. I don't know why the she calls it. Hilarious. Yeah. She's, like, this failed off-Broadway actress, which, first of all, is, like, such a good role for her mm-hmm. because she owns it. Yep. She's, like, like plays the narcissist, like, the devastated narcissist really well. <laughs> but, like, yeah, the whole subplot is basically that Peter and Nick have to bail out this nativity because she's got it all in her own head and she's ruined it. Yeah. And her dress is, like, the fairy godmother. Oh. Iconic. She looked like the... the 
Jesus H. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> she looks like the witch in Wicked. The good one. The good witch. Glinda. Glinda. Yeah. She looks like, like Glinda because she even has like the wand with I think a star that, on it. I think that's kind of maybe the... Yeah. It's paying homage to that. That yeah. she's like, thinks she's Glinda. Yeah. <laughs> but that's so funny. I'm gonna be popular. Oh, it's so good. Some of my other favourite clo- quotes from this film. Uh, Slay Queen... Don that gay apparel. Uh, feeling FOMOsexual. FOMOsexual. Oh my god. Like FOMO. Yeah. That was so, that was good. Just too bad that Peter is the one that delivered the line. Oh, I just love a gay Christmas pun. Sorry, not sorry. Um, also, Christmas Carol's signs. Carol oh. likes to make motivational signs. She's a Hobby Lobby queen. Yeah. And I actually love them. <laughs> But it's like those, like, I like that they make fun of the really cringy signs people put up, like, live, laugh, love. Yeah. Or, like, family is where you make it. <laughs> or, like, here are the kitchen rules, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, the, all the... I hate love them. Autumn, girl, summer... Wait. <laughs> <laughs> all the Christian girl autumn signs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Autumn leaves. It's <laughs> just girly things. Just girly things came out as gay. What? Did you? So you know, I didn't know that the, was a prison. You know the just girly things yeah. thing. Like when he does this, it makes me smile. She came out as a lesbian. That that honestly, I'm not even surprised. No, everyone in Tumblr was like, yes, she was overcompensating. <laughs> yeah, literally, um, just girly things. She I actually mean, just wants girly things. things. <laughs> Wow. Lesson learned. Love it. Anyway, the film. The film. <laughs> well, okay, okay. The film. <laughs> okay. Let's talk, let's talk a bit about James. Which Do I have anything else to say about James? Um, let's talk about that awkward kiss that they shared. There's like nothing there. Oh my it's God. literally like... <laughs> <laughs> Guys, listen, listen. I know we're all lesbians here. I know we're not. This is why I'm asking the audience. <laughs> in the room right now it's just just us the lesbians but you guys listeners when a when a really handsome man kisses you and looks at you for more are you pulling away are you leaning in i'll give you two seconds one two exactly so explain to me (laughs) explain to me why they share this weird peck and then Peter's just kind of like, oh, I'm going to go spend time with my family now. It's Christmas. And he's like, he's so like, the whole time, he's like, oh, you know, I don't really get to spend that much time with my family. Like, I've been on this date all day and I actually haven't spent any time with them. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it's like, stop. Literally. I'm like, <laughs> okay. I think they really paint a different picture of Peter at the start of the film because he has this like high powered job and he's literally sleeping with a married man. I mean, obviously he, he doesn't, doesn't know, know, but still, do you know what I mean? So mm. you think of him like, uh, and like, he sleeps around clearly because he has a boyfriend, a new boyfriend every five months. Yeah. I mean, you just think of Peter differently and then he's with this gorgeous looking guy mm-hmm. and he's, he just, there's nothing there he just doesn't know what he wants he doesn't even react to anything he's not even no. like nothing there's no sexual tension whatsoever no he just doesn't know what he's doing it's like kind of cutesy there's no sexual tension with anyone not even with Nick not like, even with Nick not even when Nick is like I'm in love with you yeah like no. also I love that bit when Nick was like I love you and Peter was like oh I love you too and it's like because obviously you say love you too but you're gay friends mm-hmm. but then Nick had to be like no I'm in love with you and yeah. then Peter's like oh my god <laughs> he's like wait what <laughs> what no but I think to give Nick's character credit I think it I think it does kind of speak to like how being gay at Christmas can maybe be a bit lonely for some people because he doesn't have any family and he's come to Peter's family for Christmas mm-hmm. and he loves spending time with Peter's family. But, you know, he recognises that they're not his family. And then Peter goes off with this James guy who he has no chemistry with. Ugh. And then Nick's just there like, oh, actually, like, I am just on my own. And that realisation kind of dawns on him. And I find that quite sad. Yeah. I mean... The whole blind date at around like around Christmas in a town where you don't live, yeah. set up by your mother, when you're 
at your family with a friend is weird. Yeah, like, I the whole situation is weird. Yeah, like I would never. Yeah, it was like if I mean, in what world would this happen? But if my parents did that, I'd be like, this is silly. Yeah. If you're bringing your friend home to be with your family because your friend has no one else, you're not gonna. You spend time friend. with your friend with exactly. your family. Like, come on. Yeah. I do feel a bit sad. I do feel sad for Nick. Yeah. Like I think he deserves better than that. Yeah. And yeah, he's happy with Peter. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. But. <laughs> I really like how much he loves Peter's family. Yeah, it's really, really cute. Yeah. And they're all so welcoming. Like, this is what I mean. It's, like, picture perfect. Yeah. Like, nothing's wrong. And I, it's nice because we don't get that. We don't get that in films. So I understand that it's nice to see that the gay people being accepted like this. But also, there needs to be a happy medium, doesn't there? Yeah, and it doesn't there have needs... to be in the family. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The family could still be nice like that. Yeah, there can be drama without being triggering and traumatizing to the gays like yeah. we can find that happy medium where we've got openly gay people because i feel like happiest season nearly got there but there was the whole like family doesn't know i'm I mean, gay still situation. The closet. yeah which was no just more like, closets which i just can't deal with that no more closets for christmas honestly <laughs> like which is why i like single all the way so much because we're already out we're already proud of who we are like all the family and friends are good and fine and there's no issue but you know there can still be that little element of spice yeah obviously um you know i would love to see okay this this could be my ideal christmas queer film set the scene girl because like i said i love drama also my christmases are never like perfect which is totally fine because whose christmas is perfect no no one's christmas is perfect i would love a christmas film with a family where there's just so much tension and fighting and misery but it has nothing to do with the gays yeah like there's two gays lesbians preferably yeah and there's nothing to do with them being queer at all yeah but there's so much tension and fighting i would love that i'd love it <laughs> that sounds really good yeah yeah i like that or like you know Let's do it. you know how love actually is one of my favorite christmas films i always wish there i say this all couple. the time thank you yeah. i always say all the time if love actually had a gay couple in it yeah that would be incredible. I love that film. That film, that is one of the best Christmas films. Right. In my opinion. I love it so much. Because, you know, it was made just after 9-11. People were reevaluating what was important. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, it feels very London. Oh, it's just so nice. I can't it's believe that so film's good. 20 years old. That is actually mad. I love that film. If they, if that film had gay people in it. Literally. Gay couples in it. Yeah. Hell yeah. So this, so that, I would love that. Yeah. like it's, Just connections with people. Like, everyone's connected somehow. Yeah. And that's true with gay people. Everyone's connected. Like, we're all, yeah. like, two, three what degrees What if it's love, actually, but it's all gay people? Yeah. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Yes. Like, the L word, but Christmas? Yes, because... Every, yeah, exactly. Because everyone knows each other. Right? <laughs> yeah. What Are should we, we call it? Um, gay, gay, actually. actually. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Oh my god. I just forgot our namesake. <laughs> I forgot our namesake. Right, so people may not know. Well, people probably do know. Mm. But especially on the UK Film Review podcast. But we pitched like six different names for this podcast series. And Gay Actually was chosen because a lot of you listeners to this podcast are fans of Richard Curtis. And I know Chris has done it. Richard Curtis episode before that did really really well so yeah the general consensus was gay actually because it's like love actually I love it but it's like a little spin and you know I love it we we talk about all these stories yeah and we talk about people which is what we love to do and also things that aren't necessarily gay like we talked about Eileen um which came out on Monday if you haven't listened to it yet go onto our gay actually channel and listen to Eileen Um, but it's ambiguous as to whether or not that's queer. We've Uh. talked about Barbie, which has queer elements to it, but, you know, we can look at something and be like, that's gay, actually. And that's the point. Yes. (laughs) Yes. We like queer coded things. Like, it doesn't have to be inherently gay. You know, if we can connect to it in some way, then we want to talk about it. And that's nice. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't agree more. (laughs) Anyway, um... Do we have anything else to say about Single All The Way? Because I feel like we have 
barreled on through. It just felt like an unseasoned turkey at Christmas. Oh, a dry, dry plain <laughs> turkey. <laughs> you know, I prefer gammon to turkey at Christmas. I'm a meat eater. I'm Wait, a meat what is, eater. What did you just say? Gammon. The f*** is gammon? Ham. Oh. Like Christmas ham. Yeah, I'm vegan. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I'm the meat eater of the podcast. I like a good nut roast or a mushroom wellington. Mm. <gasps> Ooh, a mushroom wellington. Mother. Or like a med veg wellington. <gasps> A mushroom. Okay, so what I've been making for years in a row now for Christmas is a mushroom lentil Wellington. And you make with it with a yourself? mustard sauce. Yes, of oh, course. Oh, nice! I love it. I love it. Okay, this is gammon. I'm showing Joyce a picture. Oh, I have seen that. Yeah. <laughs> I do. You know just that. eat it like that. Is that hot or is it cold? It's hot, but you you know you can have it cold as leftovers in like a sandwich. Okay. Christmas sandwich. All right. It's delicious. Good. Yeah. Okay. If you like meat mm. or eat meat. Yeah. Uh, it's better than turkey. I honestly, I don't really get the the thing with turkey. No. It always seems so dry to me. I don't really care. Um, you know, there's only so much you can season it for Christmas. Right. I, I prefer just, all the other things. I just realised that these people in this film actually have a Christmas dinner. They didn't. They didn't have Christmas. Did they even have a gift exchange? They, they I don't think that. we made it to Christmas Day. We didn't even make it to Christmas Day. Ho- You're right. The whole build-up they do with the calendar on the wall, like how many sleeps until down. Christmas, and we don't even get to Christmas Day. Oh, my God. I can't Wait. believe it. Or do we get to Christmas morning where they're in the plant shop? I, I think there might be, yeah. No, packing... or is that Christmas Eve? No, they get to the plant shop before Christmas. Because how does he get... There's how... there's an unwrapping scene where they're already together and they kiss. Yes. And then the mom says, this is the best Christmas okay. present ever. So that's Christmas Day. Okay, cool. But we don't get Christmas dinner? No dinner. They had to save on the food props. Oh my God. <laughs> Ran out but, of budget. Um, no, no offense, but how did Nick think that he was going to get a last minute flight out to... Well, how did Peter think that no. Nick was going to get a last minute oh, yeah. flight out? Because Nick, Nick looks for a hotel. He looks for a hotel, yeah. But how does Peter think he's got a last minute flight? Yeah. Like, Peter, wake up. There's no way that there's going to be a flight from New Hampshire to LA on Christmas Day. I've never even been to the States and I know that. I mean, and if there would be, it would just be outrageously expensive. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean... Madness. Didn't even get a Christmas dinner. Look at that. No roast potatoes for anyone. Oh, I love roast potatoes. I love roast potatoes. My dad makes the best roast potatoes. Oh. I, I, it's just got to be said. They're so crispy. I just can't get it right. I just no. can't get it right. I've tried so many times. Cornflour. But when do you put the cornflour on? In the pan when it boils? So when I put the cornflour on is I boil the, I boil, boil the potatoes. I boil the potatoes. I boil the potatoes. I drain the potatoes. And then I toss them in corn, like a spoon or two of cornflour. Okay. Shake them up. And then I put them in a pan of hot oil with... A little salt and pepper, maybe some mixed herbs if I'm feeling fancy. You put the fancy. pan in the oven before, so it heats yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, it has to be hot yeah, oil. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so you put it in the hot oil, so they're they're tossed in the corn flour, but like so that it's not like coming off on the pan. Yeah, they're just like a light coating. Salt, pepper, a little bit of mixed herbs. Put them in the oven half an hour. Do you crispy. boil them to like ready or just almost ready? Fork through, no fork through. Bit soft. A l- bit soft. Okay. Yeah, not mm. raw, but like I boil them for like ten minutes. Okay. Just so they're a bit like yeah, but not so ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna try this. Uh, <laughs> I love potatoes. <laughs> Let me know, guys, if uh, <laughs> you make my potatoes. <laughs> so this is now a cooking podcast. <laughs> I, you know what, 2024. I know we, you know, maybe we can round this off with our hopes and dreams for 2024. Mm. I want to make time to cook more because during lockdown, and I used my last job, I used to work from home all the time. Mm-hmm. And I got so good at cooking and like experimenting with cooking. And I want to make more time to do that again because I get home and I can't be bothered. But I want to make more time to cook yeah. next year. I so I, I'm taking it. You can, I don't know if you want to keep this in. Up to you. I'll keep it in. I'm currently on a mental health first aid course. Yeah. So it's just a two day course, but I just finished the first day. Mm-hmm. And like the first thing we talked about was like self care and like doing things or taking time out of your day to do things yeah. that make you feel relaxed and all of that and I was thinking I was like I don't really don't I never I'm just busy like all the time yeah well we all are especially yeah. like you know we live in the city it's like fast paced all the time exactly going like on. I'm always busy but the one thing that I have almost every evening almost I say almost because sometimes I don't have it for like three days straight is I cook for myself yeah and it's I just I can't 
when I don't eat at home with my own food for like two days, I just miss it. I miss my yeah. home cooked food. And you're such a good cook as well, because oh, obviously it. you've got limited tools to work with. <laughs> you're not. You can't have allium. You're not an allium girly. Is I'm that not. what it's called? Yeah, I'm so <laughs> proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> you're not an allium. Can't have allium for those that don't know. Onion and garlic. Um, and I'm vegan and you're vegan so it's quite difficult mm. and so you are so good with like the inc- like Joyce's pasta salad Joyce's pasta salad oh stop it well the Italians are screaming at me but uh, well <laughs> yeah <laughs> they scream at me all the time believe me <laughs> um, do you have any more hopes and dreams for 2024 obviously your first um, your mental health aid course that you're doing is really exciting yeah it's actually it's it's really nice Mm -hmm. um my hopes and dreams of 2024 is just just a nice peaceful year yeah i want to i've started bouldering and i love it so much (gasps) i want to come with you please i've only been bouldering like a couple of times like you'd have you'd have to spot me oh but you'll be totally fine (laughs) i'm still like very much beginner level i do like v0 to like v2 maybe on a lucky day okay very beginner but i just love it yeah so i want to do that just for myself like i'm not trying to achieve anything but i really just want to get fit in a way that i enjoy so i want to do that i want to have just because i really sorry maybe it's just because i'm 25 now but i just really enjoy like the small things like the home stuff like I like having flowers and like mm. having a candle on. Should I, like I'm just yeah. When, turned into, when, I just enjoy simple things so much. When I got here, Joyce lit a candle. Yeah, it's so cute. I love like, it. I just like so. I just domestic want, gay bliss. I just want a nice. I just want nice peace, quiet. Yeah, like I'm yeah. done with all the craziness, all the hullabaloo. Yeah, but I'll, <laughs> I'll still you know get drunk once in a while. So yes, that's my 2024 wishes and hopes. Um, also spend more time with my family actually yeah. in Belgium. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. What about you? I want to find like an active thing that I like because I don't like active things. I did like bouldering. It is really fun. So maybe that will be the thing. Yeah. Improve my. I want to be strong. Yeah. <laughs> I totally understand. Um, but I think twenty twenty three. I think we were saying before that I, you know, we've kind of, I've kind of become a bit more self confident. Mm. I think twenty twenty four is the year of me kind of harnessing that. Yes. Kind of using the self-confidence and growing and yeah amazing that's where i'm at yeah i love that for you but anyway this kind of moved away from the film but i'm really this is our last episode of the year yeah oh my god happy end of 2023 and to you merry christmas happy birthday and happy new year (laughs) oh my god said in the wrong order but nearly my birthday (sighs) well (laughs) anyway thanks so much everyone for listening if you like this episode there will be more in january fear not we have two episodes coming your way in january one on this channel and one of our gay actually channel yeah uh we will tell you in the new year what they are but we have picked the topics we're very we're very very excited so tune in to our instagram to find out what they are at gay actually podcast if you like this episode you can rate follow leave a review follow uk film review follow us on gay actually we also have an email address gayactuallyuk at gmail.com have I missed anything? No, that was excellent. The last one of the year. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a lovely festive season and a happy new queer. Happy holidays. Oof. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever you celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> Take care, everyone. And goodbye. Bye. Happy new year. <laughs> <laughs>
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. On Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.